Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said. With so many people rethinking their lives and their jobs and careers, and also setting goals for the new year, this is a great time to dive into a creative tool that experts say can really help to open our subconscious and to provide a different dimension for goal setting. But even more compelling, I think, this tool can help you answer the question, what do I really want to do with my life? That topic is one that most of us spend time contemplating early on in adulthood. In reality, it's one that many of us, and I would argue most of us, will actually need to revisit as we grow and learn and as we evolve in our lives and as other people enter and exit our lives. This can include leaving a job, having children, launching those children into the world, getting married, getting divorced, or just needing to grow and challenge yourself in a little different way. The tool that I'm talking about today is visualization. There's a lot of advice out there about how visualization can help you achieve your goals. But most of the time, the advice for how to make visualization work requires that you first know what you want. Only then can you set and visualize the goals that are needed to achieve that thing and go after it. Of course, that's great advice, but what if you're just not sure? What if you don't know or can't decide what you want? Or maybe what you wanted at one point is really different from what you want now. What then? Well, today I'm going to share a visualization tool to help you begin to answer that question. And I find this tool really helpful. Let's start with a bit of background on the topic. In studying visualization, the science to support it is limited at best, and there are lots of skeptics. In full disclosure, it actually falls in the bucket of pseudoscience. And yet, it's a tool used consistently by elite athletes and successful business women and men, and that's been true for decades. Think World Cup winning skier Lindsey Vaughn and Spanx founder Sarah Blakely and legendary basketball player Michael Jordan and Oprah and so many others. These high achievers contribute at least some of their success 
to the power of visualization techniques and what those techniques have had on their lives. In interviews, all of these folks have talked about how visualization practices have helped them cultivate a sense of belief, have helped them build their confidence, and help them create motivation. So why do they believe it works? It's based on the concept of the law of attraction. You know, the ancient idea that our lives are what we manifest through our thoughts. It's like mindset that we often talk about here on She Said, She Said podcast, but on steroids. And some proponents say the law of attraction is supported by theories from quantum physics, including some moderately supportive statements by one of the founders of that field, Nobel Prize winner Max Planck. Planck essentially acknowledged the power of the conscious mind when focused on a goal or outcome. Bottom line, you won't find any studies that conclusively prove the existence of the law of attraction. And yet, for many, it is a critically essential tool when combined with hard work and dedication that's aimed toward a particular objective. Now, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll remember singer-songwriter and one-time David Bowie backup singer M. Griner, who talked about visualization being the key to helping her manifest the book that she ultimately wrote and joined me to talk about in episode 172. If you haven't heard that episode, be sure and go back and listen to it. So with all of those caveats in mind, Let's go back to the question that I promised to answer and where we started this conversation. How can we use visualization and the law of attraction to help us figure out what we want and then how to achieve it? Here's where vision boards come in. Have you ever made a vision board? Typically, it's a visual representation of images that represent goals or aspirations. But for the purposes of this exercise, the goal is to actually open your subconscious to see possibilities that you might not otherwise be inclined to recognize. And here's how it works. Grab a stack of magazines, ideally ones that cross a number of areas of focus so that they provide you with a broad range of ideas and images. Pictures are really important here, obviously, but so are words. And you can also do this with Pinterest or you can print out images or photos from your phone or computer, but I personally like magazines the best. I try to gather between six and 10 or maybe 12 different ones so that I have a lot to work with. I sit down with scissors and those magazines and I clip anything that speaks to me, even if I don't have a specific reason. Just focus on the images and the words that seem to resonate with you. It doesn't have to make sense at this stage, and you don't really need to edit yourself. Vision board experts advise that you find a quiet space and that you spend several hours doing this. Now, that's great if you have it, but I like to do this with my kids. We'll put on music that all of us enjoy and we'll each clip things into our own individual piles. It's an individual exercise for us rather than a communal one, although you could certainly do this as a family. Just clip until you feel you have enough to work with. Next, go back through your pile. Look at each photo and each word or image that you pulled and ask yourself which of these things still speaks to me and which ones don't. 
Once you've whittled down your pile or confirmed that you have what you think you need, get a glue stick and a large piece of poster board or foam board. You can also use a half sheet poster board if you're more comfortable with that and start arranging the words and images on the board. Glue them down in a visual manner that speaks to you. There's no right or wrong to this. Do it any way that you prefer. Next, step back and reflect on the images and words you chose. Ask yourself, why did I choose this image? Why this word? Why this concept or idea? What does this mean to me? What is it about this particular word that spoke to me? Does it represent something that's important? Why might that be? Now, I like to take a photo of the board and save it in a folder on my phone so that I can find it and refer back to it and then put it aside and really let it marinate in my mind. More to the point, it's important to allow yourself to reflect on what you chose, the images and the words. Next, go back to your board every day or so, either the actual board or the image that you saved on your phone. You might even think about doing this as part of a regular journaling practice if you have one. Think about, once again, what you clipped. What is it saying to you now? And what do you see that might be missing? Anything big that you didn't include that's important to you and obviously not captured? Reflect on that and add it if it makes sense to do so at this stage. Keep updating your board that way until it begins to show you a narrative or maybe the scaffolding of a story. It's the story of you. Is it the story that you want? How might you adjust this so that it really reflects who or what you aspire to and where you think you're going? There are many ways to do this exercise, but this is by far my favorite. Because it's simple, I can engage my kids in the exercise and then talk to them about my board and they can share theirs. It's the perfect activity actually to do between Christmas and New Year's if you engage with your kids in goal setting for them and for your family. You can really do this anytime though. For us, as we're sharing and talking about each word or image, we'll inevitably discover something that we didn't immediately realize when we glued down a particular word or image. This exercise can be a wonderful complement to your journaling practice. By combining the two, you're able to really capture those deeper thoughts as they bubble up. They likely will because you're tapping into and using your subconscious in a slightly different way than you might otherwise. You can also take vision boards in a slightly different direction and be more specific about visualizing your future self in a more deliberate manner, essentially asking yourself, who is my future self? And then finding those words and pictures that help you match that aspiration. But the reason why I like the less structured approach that I talked about earlier is that it can sometimes yield more surprising results. And the part I really love, it can generate ideas that you might not otherwise have considered. It's really your preference. And maybe try it both ways and see which one you like the best. Most importantly, though, approach this with an open mind. Try not to discourage yourself from picking something that seems to appeal on a less conscious and less obvious or maybe a deeper level. 
Now, give this a try and let me know what messages jump out for you and if any of those messages surprise you. Also, let me know what happens if and if anything shifts after you have a chance to marinate or reflect on this exercise a bit. I love to reflect and let ideas both resonate and also bubble up. It's often where my best ideas come from as long as, and this is key, I allow myself some patience and some grace and some space to reflect. When I do, it really helps me get in the zone to think more deeply and to write. I hope that the same will be true for you, whatever your personal objectives and challenges this year may be. And I hope that you found this little tool helpful. I'd love to hear. As all of this relates to influence, building and sustaining it requires that we also take time to reflect on what's really important to us. Only then can we double down in a focused way and work toward achieving those goals. Friend, thanks so much for listening. By the way, if you missed our kickoff episode this year with professional paper organizer and founder and CEO of Organize 365, Lisa Woodruff, be sure to check that out. It's episode 176. Lisa will give you great motivation for tackling not only your paper clutter, but doing so in a way that really is about helping you find more time to do the things that you want. I can't think of a better investment in your future self or a better way to build influence than having more quality time to do it. Until next week, take care. Let me know how your vision board exercise goes, and I'll talk to you again real soon. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.